How did you get out there? The fire escape. It's 20 stories. Your doorman's intimidating. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. Parker. Not much to tell, really. Peter lives with his aunt and uncle. Did you catch that spider guy yet? No, but we will. This guy wears a mask like an outlaw. I think he's trying to do something maybe the police can't. Can't? <laughs> you know, if you're gonna steal cars, don't dress like a car thief. You a cop? You seriously think I'm a cop? In a skin tie, red and blue suit. Who are you? You know what it is I love about being Spider-Man? I do some web design. You're gonna wanna see us. Oscorp. Get you under surveillance. Why? Isn't that the question of the day? Nothing what I thought it was. I once told you that secrets have a cost. The truth does too. Everyone, welcome back into the Spider Cast. I am your host Ruby, and joining me this week, uh, my my lovely be- best friend I- Ignacio. He's been been real one, dude. Been with me from like the beginning, from like my earliest account through like four accounts now. I love you, man. He's he's joining me today to discuss. The amazing Spider-Man duology, the two, uh, the two best, best Spider-Man movies or worst. I personally, I think it's it's probably the worst ones. But you know, um, of course, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Please introduce yourself. <laughs> uh, hey guys, um, Ignacio. You can find me or whatever. I don't really know. No, no, you're good. You're good. You don't have to. You don't have to pitch yourself now. Your your name works fine. I, I you can throw your Twitter handle and shit it at the end. That's what I usually do. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so okay. So for starters, you disagree. Why? Tell me why you're wrong. So, uh, no, you're wrong. No. Here's the thing. Okay. They okay. Now mainly, mainly it comes from the first movie, the first Amazing mm-hmm. Spider-Man movie. Learning some of the production stuff behind it was kind of super enlightening. Because mm-hmm. uh, this was, I don't want to say Mark Webb's like second movie, but it was his first major production for a major studio. Yeah. And at the time, it was when um, the larger studios were doing the indie blockbuster stuff. Mm-hmm. Or they were just starting to roll out those things. You know, think sort of like, uh, like Godzilla 2014, mm-hmm. where it, they took... Uh, is it Gareth Edwards? He mm-hmm. previously yeah. done, I believe yeah. he did like Monsters. That was a kind of an indie hit. And then they brought him in to do a hundred million dollar movie that he yeah. was pretty inexperienced for. But Mark Webb, his previous, well, his major film before that was uh, 500 Days of Summer. Right. And I think he took a lot of those ideas 
in that the central focus of 500 days is the relationship between the two characters mm-hmm. and that's now obviously it's good it does get difficult to argue that amazing spider-man 2 is a good movie <laughs> <laughs> i will i will agree yeah. there but i think the major relationship between the gwen gwen stacy and emma mm-hmm. emma stone sorry Mm-hmm. And Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker is the kind of through line between the two, and it's yeah, obviously, yeah, for sure, the, the strongest aspects. Yeah, that's and like it, see, that's that's funny. Uh, every every single like the the common opinion, right, seems to be, regardless of what you think of the movie in general, that Emma and Andrew's like performance and like relationship was the best part of the movie, or of both movies. Um, you can definitely see that they're built around that relationship, around Gwen and Peter, um, which I think makes the idea that there was going to be a third one kind of interesting because, she, spoiler alert, she dies. So, um, yes, very and, famously. <laughs> Bam. Like, that, that's honestly, let me stop. That's like, that's the problem with Gwen Stacy, right? Making okay, so like you can't really put Spider Gwen in a movie like Amazing Spider Man or Amazing Spider Man 2. That doesn't really work. And like Spider Verse did it fine, but Spider Gwen is a character that kind of exists for multiverse stuff. Solo stories for her are very much a comic book thing. I don't see them being a thing in movies. So when you put Gwen Stacy in a movie, She's like, everybody kind of knows already. Like, she's just the one who dies, you know? (laughs) Like, if she's focused on it all, she's going to die. That's how it is. Like, in Spider-Man 3, they just kind of randomly add Gwen Stacy for no reason. Yeah, I always thought that was a weird choice. Yeah, but she's not really, like, a focus. Like, she might as well not be Gwen Stacy. So she, you know, she got to live. But once you put her Gwen Stacy as Peter's main love interest in the first one, you're like, okay, okay, I see. She's gonna die, isn't she? And she did. It's kind of it's kind of like a, a failing, I think, of the character of using the character in general. But that aside, I think like seeing that 500 days was where Webb came from. When when I was younger, I legit thought Mark Webb was. I don't know who he was. So I thought they gave this this movie to Mark Webb because his name has to has yeah as a pun like I I felt like that was so neat even at like I was like fourteen and at that age I was like yeah that's Sony's level of like capability that's their talent they're like hey this guy's last name is Webb give him Spider Man I guess but um, yeah just give him our biggest property you know our billion dollar maybe <laughs> i mean they'd fucking they'd fumble it that way i don't see why they wouldn't but he he brought his his talents from 500 days over this movie or uh, to these movies and that's kind of what little shines through for these i think these are worse spider-man movies than they are movies right like the second one's bad in general but at least the first one it's not that bad unless you're like a spider-man fan because like as a spider-man movie i think it really really fucks up like it really doesn't seem to get spider-man all that well um i get kind of like throughout the first movie peter isn't 
like when he becomes Spider-Man, he's not really Spider-Man. It kind of happens by the end of the movie when he learns to be Spider-Man the right way. But the movie still pitches the moment he puts the suit on as this big triumphant thing. But he's fucking running around and he made a costume just so people wouldn't call the cops on him because he's going around beating the shit out of people and threatening to kill them and then letting some of them go. He lets some of them go because he's like, hey, you're not the fucking guy. I'm here to murder. So fuck off. Like it's it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like something Spider-Man should be doing that. That's more so remedied in the second one, although in the second one, he just he fucks around too much everyone's said it a thousand times already talking about amazing spider-man 2 but the entire scene chasing paul giamatti where he's just fucking cracking jokes and being I think that's funny just, man oh my god while he's murdering people and like running them over and shit it's ridiculous I, like when i approach amazing spider-man 2 mm-hmm. it is so it is genuinely difficult to Think about it on any deeper level than just pure spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I was like, I can enjoy it. But the minute you start to really try to think about what's going on, it it falls apart super fast. And it's 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 rough. It's like That's why it carries the reputation it has of being the bad one, you know? The, what you were saying about these sort of uh, misguided triumphant uh, nature of putting on his suit in the first movie mm-hmm. and him sort of becoming like spider-man by the end of the film mm-hmm. i think is interesting be- and you know as to parallel because i love i love those three films i love let me uh man of steel mm-hmm. <laughs> batman versus superman okay and, and then Zack Snyder's justice league <laughs> that's a that's a powerful statement to lead with that you love those movies okay explain explain yourself um well i i'll get to why i love those movies but it reminds me of what they were trying to approach with superman or clark kent in man of steel they wanted to sort of build him up from the ground up sort of establish Mm -hmm. a sort of uh why he has these certain rules in in mind right Mm -hmm. by the end of the film he like obviously it's a you can write any number of scenarios where he doesn't have to kill Zod. Spoiler alert, Mm -hmm. sorry. Yeah, right. (laughs) No, you're Um, good. But the idea is that he has to make a sacrifice in the film. He has to decide, will he defend his adopted planet, his adopted home that he's only known, or will he decide his legacy? Will he, you know choose to be Kryptonian and not human. And ultimately he decides to be human and him choosing to kill Zod is an interesting choice that I Mm -hmm. kind of agree with. Um, And having to realize the sort of finality that comes with death. You know, this is the only other Kryptonian, well, as at the time, the only other person that truly understands his history that knows what happened. Man of Steel does sort of like, because it's Zack Snyder, he doesn't always, he's kind of clunky as a director. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah, I will, I'll defend him. I don't care because, <laughs> you know, I like to be contrarian okay. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, fair. 
But uh, Amazing Spider-Man, obviously, I believe it came out the year before Man of Steel in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was an interesting like parallel that these two films who have to live up to the legacy that was you have Sam Raimi's trilogy of Spider-Man films that is obviously highly lauded and incredibly iconic in the mm-hmm. music aspect and in the setting up of the characters. And with Man of Steel, you had to reestablish Superman in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. As compared to Christopher Reeves' run from, I believe, 1977 to like 84, maybe. Yeah, I could be wrong about that. about that date, but to the 80s, right? He's the most mm-hmm. iconic Superman that everybody's, you know, compared against. So I just thought it was an interesting parallel that they kind of both went with the same idea and they both kind of made the same mistake <laughs> putting on the suit too early. Yeah, I can see that. I can see what, yeah. Like, the thing, I think, like, with um, Spider-Man, at least, because I think that's, you can delay the suit moment for Superman a lot more than you can for Spider-Man, because Superman's always Superman. He's always capable of being Superman, and, like, him struggling with that kind of works at face value, when people go see a Spider-Man movie, they don't want to see the wrestler costume for 90% of the movie, you know? They yeah. want to see the Spider-Man costume. And I feel like if if they had, like, done that, if Peter had, like, built the wrestling suit and used that for most of the movie, it would not be... His, like, attitude and personality would not be seen as such a negative as they are currently. Because when you put a in the Spider-Man suit and you make him Spider-Man and Spider-Man's acting like a dickhead, it doesn't it doesn't feel right. Like he's gotta be Spider-Man when he doesn't get to wear that suit until he knows what it means. Cause he wears the um the wrestling suit when, you know, before Uncle Ben dies. Ah, that's his first costume. And like once Uncle Ben gets capped and he's like, oh I gotta I gotta be a superhero now. Like oh not the milk. He, he, <laughs> yeah oh my god wait can i no i gotta bring now i gotta actually talk about the specifics in amazing spider-man the way uncle ben dies is probably the most clownish shit i've ever seen <laughs> peter for those who haven't seen it peter parker goes after fighting with aunt may and uncle ben he gets in a fight he storms out of the house doesn't know his own strength from his powers so he shatters the fucking glass door leaves he goes to the convenience store to buy milk just buy a bottle of chocolate milk sure go for it he goes please it's like (laughs) it's like he goes he puts his money down and he's short one cent no two cents the guy's like you can't you you can't buy it you're short two cents so peter grabs two pennies out of the little take a penny leave a penny thing and puts it there, and the guy's like, no, no, that's not how it works, because obviously it's not how it works, and he goes, no, you can leave a penny whenever, but you have to spend $10 to take a penny, and then they bicker back and forth, and the guy's a dickhead. He's like, oh, what? Daddy didn't give you milk money today? Oh, go cry outside, and he kicks him out. Peter leaves. Then this dude robs the store and comes running out, and the fucking store owner walks out and looks at Peter, and he's like, hey, a customer I just talked shit to. Go help me apprehend this armed criminal. 
nobody's fucking doing that. That's fucking insane. And then the dude, the dude, besides that, the dude starts running off. He eventually, like, now, now we see Uncle Ben out in town looking for Peter, I guess, right, to resolve the fight. And the criminal trips and falls in front of Uncle Ben, and his gun falls out of his pocket. And then Uncle Ben looks at the gun and screams before grabbing, trying to grab the gun and then getting shot in the process. The most in like they were <laughs> reaching. They were like, okay, we did the wrestler criminal robbery thing the first time. Now what? Uh, fucking like it's I don't I I literally can't try and think of a dumber way to kill uncle ben than that like i can't think of a stupider way for him to die he he oh let me look like who does the whole thing is ridiculous and it's it takes me out of it man like i can't be like serious or like sad or moved by the moment because it's just so fucking stupid like why would you do that i don't I don't understand. I don't understand that at all. It's so bizarre, but it's very funny. So there's that at least. Um, <laughs> it's just now. This is probably because I I'm coming from like a comic perspective on a lot of mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. I can just accept all of that, honestly. Really, there are so many you? dumb things in comics, dude. Stuff that makes no sense if you do. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I guess if you if you try to take that mentality, it's a lot easier to excuse a lot of the stuff in these movies. Yeah, dude, there's two clone sagas. Two! Ugh, well, actually, there's like they, four. There's four the, of them. Wasn't the first one, like, unpopular? They or both were it, incredibly like, really unpopular. unpopular. Yeah? Why did they do it again, then? <laughs> I the 90s. Like, at least Civil War makes sense. They literally just did Civil War 2. But with Captain Civil Marvel, War Two also doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I know. I read like the first couple issues, and they're so they're like, uh, there's a we we have a mutant whose mutant ability is seeing the future, and everybody's like, okay, it's like, and then somebody there goes, other precogs, like, we should on. kill him. Why? Because he can. What was it like? Basically, the superheroes split over whether or not to murder this like kid who can see the future or whatever very strange anyways besides <laughs> that i i um so amazing the one thing i want to bring up because he's coming back uh amazing spider-man one's villain is the lizard which i think was i i think he kind of looks like a goomba from the mario brothers movie that's just how he looks like most of the time in the comics until you get more stylized interpretations. No, no, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna show you the best version of the lizard right now. Where oh, I don't know, if I know I, what I, the dude, I've seen that movie, yes. I know no, no, exactly. No, wait. Wait, 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 what are you talking about? Because I'm not talking about a movie. Oh, what, what, what uh, are you talking the, about? The Goombas and stuff from uh, oh, no, yeah, yeah, Super yeah, Mario yeah, yeah. Super. Uh, he, he looks like a Goomba in that, but <laughs> this. This version of the lizard, where's the picture? Where's the specific picture I'm looking for? Come on. Mm-mm. In classroom. We're on like video for those listening. So I can I'm actually gonna show them. Where is it? Here is this it? No. Whatever. I'll just use the cover. The cover kind of works. 
for the same thing. It's this one. Oh, glare. Come on. There you go. Oh, yeah. It's the Nick Spencer uh, lizard from the 2018 run of Amazing Spider-Man. He is actually really cute. The lizard controls his lizard form. Basically, anytime he goes lizard, an inhibitor chip takes off and he like he gets physically paralyzed so he can't hurt anybody which is very morbid but it works um but yeah i don't i don't like when the lizard has like a flat face i think he should have like a a lizard face like a like a crocodile face you know i think that uh, was sort cool. of like how uh certain artists will draw killer cro- killer croc yes yeah, I hate flat-faced Killer Croc. He looks really weird and dumb. Killer Croc should have a, a croc face, like a long look croc like a, face. Like now, an animal. Yeah, I don't, I don't like anthropom- like or humanizing animal characters too much. Like, he's got a human form for that. Make him look like the animal. But that being said, I kind of I like the lizard in this movie. I kind of, I, I kind of, I, I like that his his evil villain plan is to turn the entire city into lizards like that's some that's some fucking animated series joker shit like that's <laughs> so fucking funny i love that what was it his is... do you remember like his actual reasoning for wanting to do that like turn everyone into lizards no but i think it has to do with uh being an amputee but it might also be that the, it might also just be that he was kind of going crazy from the lizard formula, oh, and true. he was like, "I need to turn any, I need to turn everybody in New York into a lizard right this minute. If I yeah, don't yeah. do this, I don't know what I'm gonna do." Yeah, yeah, sort of, yeah, insane comic book character brain. No, it makes sense. <laughs> it's like I. I think at least Connors is a really sympathetic character. I like I like his whole kind of it, it's kind of cute that he made the spiders that he ties back to Peter that way. I that's fine. I really speaking of I hate the way these movies make this like Peter's destiny. Why are his parents like super spies? Oh, they make his they make his parents super spies because that's canon. Like that's how that's no. those, that's how his parents no. are. No, oh, trust me, I don't no. like it either. But no. it's literally something straight from the comics. No, I know it is, and I'm not listening. It's super dumb. I hate it, and everybody hates it. So why would they bad bad, bad decision to put it in the movie? I think it's. I'm gonna be honest. I totally I totally forget dumb. the aspect. The one the one thing I do enjoy that they took from the Ultimate uh, comic line mm-hmm. is that. Is that his his parents or his dad at least is a scientist that works for Oscorp? Mm-hmm. I always enjoyed that, and that he's the reason why the spider works, the spider formula works, because that's sort yeah. of that's exactly how the uh, symbiote works in the Ultimate Universe at first. Yeah, yeah. Initially. Him and Eddie Brock's dad make the symbiote. Yeah. I remember that from the from the Ultimate Spider-Man video game. That hey. was oh, so good. It's so good. Fuck! I'll get. To I always, eventually. I always maintain that it's way better than the than Spider Man Two. Agree, it is. It's significantly better than Spider Man yeah. Two than the video game. And and the it, the look holds up. It's way too slept on. It is so slept on. Everybody play Ultimate Spider Man for PS Two. Incredibly unique 
very fun game. It's very good. Better than Spider-Man 2. It's not. It was also canon. If you care about that, it was canon to the Ultimate Universe for a while. Oh, really? Yes. Well, the Ultimate Universe is deleted now, but that's cool. No, it's back. Is it? How? Yeah. No, I don't think anybody writes in it now, but yeah, it's No, like, because there. with Secret War 2015, they destroyed it. Yeah, then they brought it back. Like, it's just it's just there again? Like, they're just like, never mind. <laughs> yes, it is literally just <laughs> something that exists over there. Comic books, man. That's great. Good stuff. What's his name? <laughs> Who was the lead writer for, for the Ultimate Spider-Man run? Bendis. Brian Michael Bendis. I'm going to be honest. And this is probably going to be the only time I get to gripe about him to someone else. Okay, than my please. Family. Please. <sighs> After... I, I love Miles Morales, right? I can relate to him more because, you mm-hmm. know, I am Mexican, mm-hmm. American, <laughs> um, and he's half Puerto Rican. That's almost Dominican. the same thing. Oh, is he? I thought he... No, I because so. I thought... As we know, Dominicans are the Mexicans of the Caribbean. So. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> yeah, that's why you relate so much. Um, basically after when he was done with the ultimate Spider-Man, his brain kind of broke. He doesn't know how to write anymore. I've heard, like, I remember Ben, this was like, everybody like loved him for a while because of miles. And now anytime his name is on a book, people are like, don't read it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, There's so many problems with his writing. So, um, the most like specific I can get is like the most recent run that he basically ruined the character and ruined everything people loved about it was him coming to DC and doing Superman because he took over both Superman titles, which means if you didn't like his, you know, how he wrote the character, you're basically SOL for whenever he jumped off. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't read anybody, you know, he doesn't read whatever anybody else is doing prior to him, mm-hmm. which is why in that 2018 run, or well, technically the Man of Steel miniseries that preluded his run, he brought back Superman's dad, who wasn't supposed to be back. He also basically ruined the very clean nature of superman's origin by introducing a character that destroyed krypton for no reason Uh uh-huh just to kind of like tie him into superman's mythos for no reason his name is rogelzar if you want to look him up okay awful character design he is the ugliest thing oh no i want to see it hold on how is it spelled i have no clue i don't want to think i don't rogelzar Google Z-A-A-R. Let's see. But like, those are the major problems he has, is that he comes onto a book, doesn't read anything else anybody else is doing prior to that. He doesn't care to read anything. Yeah, he looks He's so ugly. What the (laughs) fuck? This is such a shitty design. What is this? Why does he have fish? What the fuck is going on with his face? Is he a... What is he? Oh my god. This is so know. fucking bad. Ew. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, continue. Oh my god. Um, and he's balding? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and then his... Is his face half burnt in that? 
It's in this one, it's half lizard. Like it's like green on this oh, part. I mean, yeah, maybe that's supposed he, to be a burn, but it looks like a lizard face. Yeah, it's uh it's half burnt. He also has like a blue eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't oh during that run, because Superman and Lois Lane were married and they had a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. So this was in this is why I love Peter J. Tomasi's and etc. was run on Superman prior to that is because it's Superman being a parent. Mm-hmm. And that's something we haven't really seen. And uh Connor Kent, you know, the bisexual one that right. everybody was whining that, that about earlier this year. Made a hubbub, yeah, I remember. Yes, he's great. He's great. Um, but he was like 12 years old or something. Like he was young. Mm-hmm. And so because Bendis doesn't want to write about a kid because that might be too interesting, he just writes him off and then ages him up so he can use him later. Right. So we only get a year of content that people loved with that character. So he he makes decisions that are so like radical and don't have any inspiration other than making the consumer mad. Yeah, like seems like it's very much for the sake of controversy, like in order yeah, to generate like, that attention. Yeah, and I don't want to read a book that I will always get mad about. Right. So I didn't read any Superman books for like two years. I can't. I can't stand Bendis outside of like his run from probably like ninety eight mm-hmm. to sometime into the late two thousands, and like. I think I think Bendis on the on the topic of Miles, I think Bendis's Miles like Bendis introduced Miles, which was nice. It was fine. But like he's probably he, one I, of the worst writers for, for Miles. Yeah. In the newer Miles comics, I remember I started reading his solo issue his solo series when he first got to six one six. And there's a point where he's like he gets into a fight with Mephisto or something in like the middle of the city and beats him with his Venom ability because I guess whatever he was fighting hadn't seen it before yeah and his suit gets torn up a little bit and then later he's hanging out with Gank is it Gank or Ganky how is it I believe I always say Gank yeah I think I think I heard like in the cartoon they say Gank I'll just say Gank he's hanging out with Gank and they're like watching some youtuber freak out that miles is black like she's watching video of the fight and she like zooms in on the tear in his suit and she's like look spider-man is a person of color isn't that great La? and then and then miles is sitting there and he's like dude this sucks and gang's like what's up bro what do you mean he's like i just want to be spider-man bro i don't want to be the black spider-man that sucks but like he's right and that's kind of how bendis wrote him bendis created and wrote him to just be the black spider-man which was he was basically like peter parker except yeah except black which is pointless that's why i think i think spider-verse does so much good for miles and making him spider-verse is just perfect bro like the miles of spider-verse is phenomenal he feels like his own character now for once and that's really refreshing for miles just to be able to step out of the like shadow of peter and stuff like that in like uh in a in a meta sense i'm yeah 
in like a in like a meta sense. So he he's he's kind of free of that now. Now Miles is just Miles, which is good because now Miles has to be in fucking everything. There's no solo Peter Parker stories anymore. Like at some point, Miles will show up. So that like people fucking think he's gonna be in No Way Home. That Peter's gonna he's be not gonna Miles be in at no the way home. center. No, he's not. He's absolutely not. That would be so fucking stupid. They're not gonna put him in there. That does but, remind me because Remy Remy Kumar. No wait, mm-hmm. is that the actor? He I does the so. voice. Yeah, he does the voice acting for Miles and in Into the Spider Verse. Love yeah. him, dude. I love him in everything. Um, because I watched him in Dope. That was an amazing mm-hmm. movie. I loved his performance. Mm-hmm. And also in Wu Tang, he played um, he played Raekwon the chef. It's on Hulu. Highly suggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah, I have it in my watch list. I'll see it. <laughs> um, because he tweeted out something about like, oh, should I play static, or should I like in live action? Should I do static or uh, Miles? And I feel like that's probably also what spurred on some ideas about why he would be appearing in No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Other than it just being another Spider Verse movie, a yeah. lesser Spider Verse movie, but yeah, you know. <laughs> no, it's kind of unfair. And there is not a Spider Man movie that will live up to Spider Verse. Like, it's not going it, to happen. It's too it good. Like you kind of the only. I think the only way is with Spider Verse Two, which is a, called the Across the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. So Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. I think Spider-Verse 2 is still a big toss-up because I don't think Sony knows what they have with Spider-Verse. And I do you know if Lord and Phil Lord and Miller are back? I believe they are. This? Okay. Then it should be okay. Cause ooh, if they if they were to change up the crew and stuff, I don't think it would land as well at all. What I think might help is the fact that they might just try to replicate the same process with Into the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. and stay pretty hands-off. Because that was why Spider-Verse, I think, was so successful, mm-hmm. is that they basically didn't really know what to do with it. They didn't know how to make changes, mm-hmm. you know, as, at, a, at a studio level. So they're yeah, just yeah. like, here, you... Fine, fuck sure. it, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anytime Sony keeps their hands off their own properties, they do better, critically at least. Yes, Spider Verse is still the lowest-grossing Spider-Man film. A tragedy, really? a massive tragedy. Yes, fuck, dude, yes. that sucks. I have, I'm I have such reverence for I, that film. I have a to, to be fair for everyone to know my bias. I am, I am currently waiting on the arrival of a sixth-scale Miles figure from from that movie. You want to guess how much it costs? 300 bucks just about 250 250 that was, fucking dollars. that was my first guess <laughs> yeah and he's gonna sit in my little shelf he's gonna be like with his fucking with his fucking jays on dude and it's gonna, oh, fuck, it's gonna look so good anyways that's actually kind of a solid segue because that's all in all when you look at the amazing movies there's a couple things that like are kind of wrong with it from the start right i think andrew is a great actor but he's not right for the role because he's too he's too cool he like i I think i think that's fine though like 
obviously like, i was it in can be but i may or maybe like i don't know because like i i was I in think... high school when amazing spider-man 2 came out mm-hmm. and i was i don't want to say essentially peter parker because i had friends mm-hmm. but people you the people you who were who didn't have friends were because they had the same attitude peter did in the first movie mm-hmm. he was too stuck up thinking he was better than everybody mm-hmm. and i thought that was like really accurate in how that sort of dynamic works out yeah that aspect i mean it it i'm not saying that it's like i'd say i'd say more specifically that like uh because it's andrew garfield <laughs> no no that like that's not right for peter parker like the way peter is supposed to or like i don't know i guess that's a bit unfair because like the way tom uh, the way Tom Holland's Peter is like an outcast is very different from the way Toby's Peter is an outcast. The Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker is a is an outcast in high school for like the cliched reasons. He's bullied. He's a nerd, you know. But yeah, Tom's, it's a sort of campy. Reason. Yeah, but Tom's Peter is an outcast for like a in like a very modern way. He's just a kid nobody really gives a shit about. Like he's very much on the sidelines. Like Flash in the MCU is also a fucking loser who's on the fucking act like the math team. Like he's also everybody's. You know, people are. (sighs) I found both. I found like obviously I love Tom's films. Like Mm -hmm. they are some of my favorite MCU films and some of my favorite superhero films. Correct. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty accurate. Like they go to a school full of losers. You know, yeah, the entire school, even the staff, are fucking losers in the movie. Yeah, they're yeah. loser nerds. Yeah, that's very true. And in the amazing film, the amazing duology, mm-hmm. uh, Peter doesn't go to that. He just goes to a normal public high school. And sometimes losers are just people who think they're better than them. That's like, true. I they they that. do it themselves and they don't really realize that they do it. That's true. You know what? That's fair. Okay. I'll give you I'll give you the point on that one. Uh for for Andrew's sake. Um but the real Let's go, baby. <laughs> the real point I was trying to make was that a lot of what's really wrong with this movie, at least for me, is it's studio stuff. Like you you could tell recently i saw a post of so like i'm pretty sure andrew and toby are gonna be in no way home right but i i saw this post that summed it up pretty well that it was like sony talking to andrew right it's like okay andrew do whatever you can to deny being in this movie okay i'm gonna accuse you of biphobia and blame capitalism for all the world's problems (laughs) oh my god (laughs) which is like that's so also actually before i fucking forget this point so andrew has been talking about how awful his experience was making spider-man and how the money motivator behind everything the studio interference fucked it all up and he he made if for anyone who might have missed it in the in the little trending cycle, every time No Way Home comes up, he he he's trending because people keep asking him if he's in it. He spoke about how for Amazing Spider-Man three, he wanted Peter to be by in oh, the like press junkets for two. 
uh, or something. Like, I guess at this point it was known that Gwen died or like they were moving on from Gwen or something because he, he brought up, he's like, yeah, for the next movie, if we, if we do MJ, I suggested to Sony that I was like, why shouldn't Peter explore his sexuality in this film? Make make MJ uh, a man and let Peter like be bisexual and something besides him outing them as bifos because he he pointed out that Sony then got very upset with him for saying that in an interview and told him to like retract that but he specified that Michael B Jordan should play MJ and I now I'm I'm convinced Andrew Garfield just really wants to kiss Michael B Jordan like Andrew Garfield has a has a huge man crush on Michael B. Jordan. Because like I I could picture him like, listen, guys, MJ should be a guy. And I'm thinking, you know, for no reason, like Michael B. Jordan, MJ kind of works, right? No other reason. I don't want to look. Kiss him. I can it'll help because it'll be like a little pun thing, you know? Yeah, Michael it'll be B. Cute. Jordan, MJ. Oh my god. It's genius. <laughs> but he very obviously just wants to just wants to be in a romance with him in a movie which i thought was really funny but his uh his other comments kind of really like it like everybody kind of knew but it is very obvious that sony um sony has a bad habit of interfering a lot with their movies they um they have kind of over and over again if they they fuck some they are like the studio heads and the execs responsible for making movies for sony kind of regularly fuck shit up like really bad and it was very obvious with spider-man that they did the same thing because amazing spider-man one was like fine amazing spider-man 2 was nothing but trying to set up a like an ex- a spider-man extended universe at the end of the fucking movie they show doc ox tentacles the venom symbiote the vulture wings the scorpion suit and like two other things and like this character they also have black has, cat set up yeah and black cats in the movie and they have and the character who has all the villain items for some reason also recruited the lizard at the end of the first movie and recruits dane DeHaan's fucking harry osborne in this movie Green Goblin. fucking bananas also also something I, because i'd never seen the first amazing spider-man I didn't realize Harry's not in the first one. No, he's introduced in the second film. And in the second one, they act like they've been friends for like their entire lives. And I'm like, I don't think no. he, I don't think he even gets a mention in no, the first film. No, in any way, acts like he he knows nothing about Oscorp, but he's best friends with the fucking the the son of Oscorp's fucking founder, like. It's it's so stupid, but they just throw him in there like, hey, by the way, they're best friends. The skipping stones like by the river and shit. Like, oh man, we're such we're such a good friends. Me and you, Harry Osborne, we're good. Oh friends. boy, I love that we've been friends for fifteen years. It's so funny. It's so <laughs> awkward and stilted. And I, now I love that. that. I, I love that it, so much. <laughs> I, I I think about why. Why is Andrew Garfield doing such a silly accent in this movie? Like he's he's doing a bad fake New Yorker accent, like the one I, Tom <laughs> uses as a joke in Homecoming to like disguise himself. Yeah, like he 
I was I was watching it in the clip where they're where he's talking about his dad and he's like, all I all I got is a suitcase, suitcase full of junk. I don't know. I try not to think about it. Like, what what the fuck is that? It's delivered so weird. It's like it makes Peter seem like like too old and like too like he's too gruff. Like he's not a fucking grizzled detective. He's fucking Peter Parker. He's just a nerd. The dude it's is so like weird. 18 years old. Like, why does he seem like somebody who popped out of New York from the 1970s? Dog? Born, he was born in a fucking trench coat with a cigarette in his mouth. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> oh man. It's so it's so funny. Like there's just a lot of a lot of that stuff in this movie. Oh, I'm it's I'm a train like, wreck. I'm I like love... blazing past it. I, I almost forgot. Electro, the other uh, returning villain who's uh, for No Way Home, who's in this movie. Everyone's favorite part that I'm just going to lead with is when he gets his powers, it fixes the gap in his teeth. That's the best thing I've ever seen. He becomes (laughs) un-British. Oh my god! It fucking fixes his British-ism. That's great. Oh, it's fucking... uh, like. It's so wild. Why electric eels? For anyone who hasn't seen this movie, Electro gets his powers by falling into a vat of electric eels. And Electro is shown in this movie to be like a huge nerd who works for Oscorp, who like has a nasty ass haircut, ridiculous nerd. You don't like the comb over? No, it's terrible. (laughs) The wispy comb over. You know, his hair reminds me. Have you seen Scary Movie 2? No. Oh well, there's a character in there with the in the wheelchair. He has the exact same like outfits mm-hmm. and haircut and everything. And that's when I rewatched it. That's literally all I could see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Ugh. I call his look the pedo look. Like it's it's, it's real pedo vibes that they give him. And that's pretty accurate. Part of his look is his British teeth. Like he has completely fucked up teeth with like one inch gaps between every tooth. <laughs> And when he falls into the vat, so like it's and this isn't like a continuity thing, right? Like, again, it's for people who haven't seen it. It's not like, oh, you see the gap in his teeth prominently. And then when he has his powers, he's fine. No, in the scene where he's in the vat, the camera focuses on his mouth to deliberately show you his teeth, the like the gap going away and like electricity pulling his teeth together. It's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and it's like what a lot it it's kind of emblematic about how much how much of this movie doesn't make any fucking sense. Like it's just a bunch of stupid decisions over and over and over again. When Electra's in Times Square, uh there's also like it's very silly. Electra becomes evil. Because he's jealous of the atten- of, of Peter's clout, basically. Because he's, he's, he's causing problems, and Peter shows up and calms him down. He forgets his name for a second, but he gets over it because, like, earlier in the movie, Spider Man, like, flirted with him or whatever. <laughs> You're telling me you wouldn't fall in love with Andrew Garfield? I would. As Spider-Man? I would. I did. So it's entirely fair. It's entirely fair that he became obsessive over him. 
But then after after like they talk a little bit, uh, Spider-Man saves a guy from getting crushed. And then all the screens in Times Square change from Electro to Spider-Man and like the crowd that's there cheers. And then the dubstep starts to play and you can hear the whispering in the music, which is so good. If you can look up like Electro theme, Amazing Spider-Man 2 on YouTube, it's it's clownish how ridiculous it is. Like I will defend Junkie XO. There's whispering in the fucking music where it's like, ah, he lied to me. They shot at me. Spider-Man is my enemy in the fucking lyrics of like this of the dubstep score for every electro fight. Perfect. It's It's perfect. It's so it's so funny. Like it remind him having a dubstep score reminds me of um these. I think it was like some somebody who worked at Sony, maybe ah Donatiana. Somebody who works at Sony. Or I don't know how it came out, but there were like emails between Abby Arad, like the main Spider-Man producer guy at Sony, and Amy Pascal and like people like that. That was basically like I'm paraphrasing, but it was basically like, hey, I heard that Snapchat's cool with the kids. What if we made Peter do the Snapchat? What if we gave Spider-Man a Snapchat and he's posting to his stories? Wouldn't that be cool? He's skateboarding and Snapchat storying. Like, he fucking, he wanted, he asked if Peter could have a fucking Snapchat in this movie. That's the level of, like, of person you're working with who's interfering with these movies. It's it's such, like, old person, boomer. Hey, kids, like, what's cool? how do you do fellow kids shit. It's so funny. Yeah. And that like, reminds me of what they're doing to Spider-Man in the Marvel's Avengers. Yes. He's, it, oh, I, I, I hate you. It. He's, I don't he's like it. He's really bad and annoying in Marvel's Avengers. Like, I'm glad I don't have that game. Like, I'm glad I didn't get it on PS4 just for, like, it's, it's kind of gross. It's kind of icky. I knew it was going to be bad. That's yeah. why I didn't waste my money. I was also no, broke. like it was a given that oh, the whole fucking game was a shit show. It's not, Spider-Man wasn't going to be any better. And like when they waited when two it years was shown, for it. Yeah. When it was shown <laughs> that it wasn't going to be Insomniac Spider-Man either, it was like not even worth it. Because like at least if it was Insomniac Spider-Man, you have like the crossover appeal or whatever and like canonizing the Avengers into the Insomniac universe and stuff. But it wasn't. It's just a different Spider-Man. So it's like and there's not even Lame. any story missions. It's just fucking. It's just the character for two years. People waited for that shit. Two years, <laughs> fucking hilarious. Oh my god. I love the goofy nature of Electro in this movie. It's fun. I think it's. I think it's kind of like how hammy it is. It's kind of fun. It's he. He is chewing up the scenery in every single film so badly. There are no drapes left anymore, dude. It Jamie is just, Fox does that in every movie he's in. It's great. He, he so so amazing, literally I, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> nice, good puns. I just Ooh, think I just spectacular. Think that, unfortunately, it just sticks out because the like the Raimi movies are all super campy and hammy. But there's a there's a common Sam Raimi ness to all three yeah, films. Yeah, yeah, but with uh with the amazing movies. Electro being like that sticks out a lot because everything else is taken so so deadly serious. 
it's like he just seems clownish. He seems out of place. He seems totally inconsistent, inconsistent. you know? This, I feel, is also a major difference between these two movies and even the most recent trilogy and Raimi's trilogy. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with the experience of the director. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly... Uh, in the first Amazing Spider-Man movie, he had, it seems to me, he had a little bit more freedom to get his voice through. But with this uh-huh. one, uh, Mark Webb was basically like, it seems like totally denied any of that. Yeah. So yeah. you get a movie by committee feeling. Like in the worst ways in this one. Mm-hmm. You know, in the, fir- in the first one, it was studio by committee in like, we need to play it safe. Yeah, them being afraid to do anything different, in a sense, prevented them from fucking it up too much. Because when yes. they were like, okay, we can we can do whatever we want, that's when they shoved in all that shit. They fucking rushed Harry Osborn being Goblin. They set up all the fucking Sinister Six stuff. I remember when the movie was coming out, all the rumors and the leaks and stuff about... They need to bring back Paul Giamatti Rhino. No. Yes, they no. do. No. Absolutely. I want more, more Paul Giamatti. Thankfully, Give they're not more. doing it. I'm very thankful that they're not doing that. He's I just definitely want not coming back. A little bit. It's I want so... that lazy Russian accent that doesn't match any yeah, part of that country. So, it's so lazy. <laughs> There's not a single Russian person that sounds like that. It's so <laughs> funny. He oh sounds like God. he's from like a G.I. Joe cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> something. Like some just oh god he's so bad he's so bad it's distracting how awful he is like and then they brought him back at the end of that movie they were like hey we got more there's more where that came from fucking ridiculous i, I like they put the, i like that trailers. sequence the this the the rhino fight at the end uh, sort of but the him getting that inspiration back i you know, it's kind of endearing after having my mind melted for two hours. Wait, who? Who getting what inspiration back? Uh, Peter. Oh, he watches yeah, 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 yeah. Thing. I, I think yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, because, yeah. It reminds me of... Um, no, uh, you were saying this when we... Uh, towards the beginning. About the kind of, like, ferric nature of using Gwen initially. Mm-hmm. Is that I think it can be interesting. It just takes a really long time and a super strong writer to do it. And well, no offense, but nobody on these films were strong enough of a writer to do this. And the studio was way too focused on trying to get a universe set up. Mm-hmm. Like you can do like a sort of Superman, uh, not a Superman, sort of like a Spider-Man Blue type story as a third Amazing Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. or a fourth one you know after he's already set up and with mary jane him having yeah. to deal with it like that is a genuinely interesting idea and that's what jeff Loeb does in spider-man blue with gwen <laughs> yeah it's there's there's a there's like shades Arnold's. of, of missed potential in these movies where you can see the good stuff that kind of that kind of shines through but ultimately i think there's just too much baggage on top of them and there's too much there's too much studio interference there's too much too many wrong decisions and i think 
like webs and experience with movies this size kind of shows. Didn't he say like he never wanted to do a blockbuster again after Missing Spider-Man 2? I'm pretty sure Gareth Edwards also said that after Rogue One. After, uh, yeah, that was Rogue One. I don't okay. think it's uncommon because I'm um, okay, but guys, I feel like that's Rogue... also the, the reason why the studios went with these indie filmmakers is because mm-hmm. they know they can sort of bully them into making the movie they want. You know, like Rogue One can... is really good, though. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Yeah, it's like. It's but like it's not Godzilla best, 2014. Good. It's like the best Disney Star Wars movie. I maintain Last Jedi is because it does more for setting up. This is what you, you, you know, clean, clean. Like, hey, you can actually do interesting things now. And then they Except kind of then they out. undo all of it. Yeah. They're like, yes. oh, never mind. Just kidding. Don't be mad. <laughs> Insane Star Wars man babies, please. Oh, God. No, don't get me started on that shit. Fucking... Star Wars derangement syndrome. It's ridiculous. You know, I see a lot of parallels in how Star Wars fans behave and how Spider-Man fans behave. Dude, They're both fanatic the, and don't know what they want. Some of the fucking takes I've seen about Spider-Man are so fucking funny. Honestly, I think anyone who thinks Andrew's movies are the best movies is super just contrarian for contrarianism's sake. Yes. And a lot of people seem to be thinking that now. Because now is the marketing for No Way Home is like ramping up and people are talking about his movies more or his, his Spider-Man movies specifically more now. It's like a lot of a lot of incorrect people coming out being like, hey, amazing Spider-Man one and two best Spider-Man movies. Like, yeah, OK. OK, dude, I would sure. never go that far. Yeah, no. I'll I say think you can get your enjoyment out of them, but that's I it. think the first movie is good. It's a good mm. movie, you know? But um, the second one has good things. You know, those are like about an hour apart from each other. But like, you know, they have there are kernels there that you could actually do something good with. I think Amazing Spider-Man One is also good things in it. They're not as far apart as two, but I don't think Amazing Spider-Man One is good though. Good for me, good is like mediocre. This is serviceable, it will not make anybody. It is not then why not say it's mediocre because that's that's what good is mediocre, yeah. Mediocre anything is good. I didn't say great or like outstanding, astonishing. Mediocre is just mediocre, like it's okay, yeah. This is insane. I have to tweet about you saying such an insane thing hold on need, <laughs> what need, is so insane about i this? need to i need to complain okay, <laughs> you can on. complain all you want but for me that's how i relate or relate that that sort of scale like yeah if it's a good film if i had to put a number on that this might help a good movie is probably anywhere between like a like a five to a six maybe even a six and a half that's good for you yeah, that's okay. Like, like you know, middle of the road, average. It is. I, I'm not gonna be singing its praises all the all the time, but you know, it didn't I piss think, me off. I mean, I think if you're gonna like number it on a one to ten, five is mediocre, and like seven and eight are good, and then nine and ten are like fantastic. It's not good to be mediocre, man. 
very, no, you gotta, think, you gotta raise your bar. My bar is incredibly high. That's why I stopped rating movies now. Fair. I, <laughs> I've never rated movies. Like, I think rating movies is a waste of time. It's so do I. It's, it's art. Is, Who cares? Just like what you like, man. It's dumb. Yes. Oh, um, fuck. I was like, because that's on my letterbox. I haven't rated anything in like a year. Mm-hmm. I probably stopped that last year for that reason. Because like, how do I, how do I justify like, you know, uh, Endgame being a 10 and also The Thing? Like those are com- two that's, completely different That's movies. funny. Would you have given Endgame a 10? I did give Endgame a 10 only because. Insane. Insanity. No, no, no. Listen, listen to my justification <laughs> though. Okay. I think. The only way it can get a 10, and the reason I gave it a 10 is because of what it represents. It is less the actual nature of the film and more about the cultural elements to it. It is a stronger event than it is a film. Fair. I I don't watch Endgame all the time. I don't watch any of these movies all the time. I watch watch Spider-Man Homecoming all the time. I don't. I rewatched that one a lot. That one is I, spoiler alert. Spider-Man Homecoming is my favorite Spider-Man movie. It's not the best. The best Spider-Man movie is Spider-Verse, followed by Spider-Man 2. But Spider-Man Homecoming is probably my favorite. Like I, I will I, I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you my list in order of okay, let's Spider-Man hear films. All right, number one, into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Correct. Literally top tier movie. It yeah, is easy. the best superhero comic book movie. It is one of the best movies ever made. Yes, agree. I think there's no just there's no. I don't need there's to no say argument. Anything. There's exactly. no argument. Exactly. Okay. Next. Far from home. <laughs> Far from home. Yes. What after <laughs> Spider Verse? Yes. What the fuck? How? There's just what so many things. What is wrong with you? What is... Nothing. Nothing's wrong with me. Far from home? Yes. And then I have homecoming. But those are basically like neck and neck. Far from home after spider? Okay. And then homecoming. And then what? Uh, I also added the Venom movies here. Uh, Spider Man 2. The Venom, okay, I was gonna say, don't tell me the Venom movies come after those. Okay, Spider Man 2, and then Venom. <laughs> what? And then Spider Man, and then The Amazing Spider Man, Spider Man 3, and then Spider Man 2, or The Amazing Spider Man 2. <laughs> Absolute insanity. But I think I would what? change Spider-Man you 3 and Spider-Man. You think Venom 1 is better than Spider-Man 1? Yes. <laughs> I will stand firm in this position. It is so what? goofy. How? I have more fun watching Venom. I'm going to be honest. Than watching the what? first Spider-Man movie. I'm what sure when I watch when me. I watch Venom 2, I will love those will switch spots. You haven't seen Venom 2? No, I haven't. You have to tell me where you put it once you see it. 
<laughs> How do you think Venom is fucking better, dude? You're not allowed on here anymore. What? Why? What is wrong with you? These That's are such not an insane opinion. Venom one <laughs> better than fucking Sam Raimi Spider Man. What? Yes. That's fucking bananas, dude. I have. I have. I hold no reverence for those movies. I think they're fine. I like Sam, other Sam Raimi movies more than those Spider-Man. I think there's... No, this is, of course, like, no offense to Sam Raimi. I think there's some of his weaker films, like, in his discography. I think they're his weaker films. This fucking man is insane. What the fuck, dude? That's I'm not good. insane. I'm perfectly in my normal state of mind. That is a ballsy statement. Am I in the wrong... No. Yes. <laughs> it's everyone else who's, who's, who's wrong. <laughs> it is. Insane. Oh my God. What? <laughs> That's genuinely I... shocking to hear someone say that, like completely earnestly. How Why? The fuck? How the fuck? How do you think Venom is better? How? You're still caught up on that. That's, we're, we're past that. Okay. All right. What other insane take are you going to say now? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think you burnt out on that one. I think that one I was burnt, bad enough. Yeah, I burnt you out. <laughs> Crazy. Jesus <laughs> oh, oh, No, I think something that will maybe like freak you out. Because no one believes me when I say this, but Batman vs. Superman, other than Into the Spider-Verse, is probably my favorite comic book film. What? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? What? What is wrong with you? It's the ultimate cut, specifically. Three yes, that three-hour version. That shit? <laughs> yeah, this watch is the... like this is concerning. Why? It's you a need, great movie. You need a therapist. You need a therapist, man. See, look for my DCEU list. I put uh, Birds of Prey because it's the best movie in that. In the DCEU, Birds of Prey, and then BVS, <laughs> and then the Suicide Squad. What? There's nothing unhinged about these opinions. You know what? Actually, I do agree. I think Birds of Prey is the best DCEU movie. It I is. I also agree. But you're you're fucking insane. You're you're retarded if you're gonna put <laughs> fucking if you're gonna, if you're gonna fucking put fucking Batman v Superman up yes. above the Suicide Squad. Yes, they're neck and neck. <laughs> This hurts me. This is painful to listen to. What the fuck, man? I've never seen someone with such an insane, like, comic book movie brain. Like, that's I, fucking crazy. <laughs> like, I'm genuinely in shock. I feel like I am not. I'm not. These are not that crazy of opinions. I got a post about this. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Okay, here also, first answer uh, on whether mediocre is good or mediocre or average. It's average in a special way. That's what mediocre means, like a B minus. Yeah, exactly. What? What is wrong with you people? Okay, all right. No, listen. It's, I'm not so past my bedtime. I'm too tired to listen to this fucking nonsense. I have enough. I have enough recorded for an episode. I cannot listen to your 
deranged fucking opinions on comic book movies anymore. This is it. This is the last time you ever come on my fucking show. No, this was fun. I love this. <laughs> I, oh, I love God. the fact that I have what seems like unhinged movie opinions. Did at you watch least, Halloween Kills? At least comic book movie opinions. No, I did not see Halloween Kills. I, love I heard that it was movie. bad, though. No, it is amazing. Do not listen to everybody else. Okay, you know what? Now I have to watch it. And then and then that's, that's I believe I believe it's my it's my third favorite Halloween film. Like How in that franchise, there? it's the third best. How many are there? Uh too many. I four there's twelve. Jesus. Okay. And I've seen all of them multiple times. Look, I watch a lot of movies, dog. I... Well, okay, but okay. Here, this will be the last question. What's your favorite movie? Like, period. Favorite movie, My... and least favorite movie. I don't know if I have a. Oh, I do have a least favorite movie. Um, I don't remember. I can't really think about what it is. I just have this criteria for least favorite movies, and they all fill it. <sighs> My favorite film, I want to just instinctually say The Thing from okay. John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. I love that movie so much. But it's I also normally say uh, Annihilation. Okay, that's good. That's good. I really like that movie too. Annihilation is fantastic. I loved it so much that I actually switched my uh, college major to go into film. That's awesome. Yeah, yes. it's and I then I dropped out. <laughs> well, you know, that, that happens to the best of us. I'm also a dropout. So I dropped out right before I was going to change my major to film. So that's how it goes. <laughs> I'm going to now. Now I, I now's the part why I fumble my way through the outro. OK, everyone, I'm going to I'm taking away your actually I'm taking away your speaking privileges, muting you muted. I'm not going to let him say any insane things anymore. You can follow him at wait. I gotta go check it because it's a bunch. It's got a bunch of underscores, and I'm gonna fuck up. Exactly. Okay. You can follow Ignacio at at one underscore post underscore a underscore day underscore another one at the end. He posts a lot more than once a day, so fair warning that that's what you're getting into. You're gonna get a lot of very I'm, I'm sure very stupid opinions like like what he's given me he can't speak though and he can't correct me he's nodding in agreement that he's very stupid and wrong it's okay <laughs> uh and of course you can find me as usual at pussy jihad and the show on everything except stitcher because the St- stitcher still i'm going to complain every fucking episode the stitcher still won't let me fucking upload my shit to their to their shit to their shitty fucking shitty website whatever okay okay thank you and of course okay let me let me unmute you now there you go thank you so much for for coming on it was it was fun to hear someone be so insane absolutely i loved it actually this was fun uh i would love to come back on i love having weird opinions this is great i'll have to think about whether you're allowed back on with such in with such an insane i changed i changed it for you actually i was thinking about it okay and i like spider-man 3 more than i like venom so okay so that i mean you also like spider-man 1 more than than you like venom there i rate those about the same 
the first Spider-Man and Venom. You think like Spider-Man three is better than Spider-Man one? Yes, I have more fun watching Spider-Man three. That's how I rated those. Dude, no, that's it. I'm stopping the recording. I'm done. You can't talk anymore.